0: Good morning, Good morning.
1: happy Monday to our daily huddle family. I'm um, Kimberly, I'm so I'm Zach, but I'm not Zach. This is Zach, um, and we wanna welcome you to our, our Money Monday. Um, today we're gonna to talk about to 401k or not to 401k, so it's gonna be a, a fun, interesting conversation, right? The Daily Huddle is a growing tribe of passionate people who want to uplift humankind through their work and throughout their communities. We invite you to elevate the way you experience life through rich and inspiring conversations with today's thought leaders. Be prepared to challenge your views about leadership, health, money, spirituality, communication, and relationships. Welcome to The Daily Huddle. Well, good morning everybody um today is, is money monday like we said just a few minutes ago i'm kimberly and this is zach and we are your hosts for today and we're going to talk about to 401k or not to 401k
2: and what does that mean I, I mean the 401k in and of itself uh most people think they understand it most people think that you know i need to have it because my company does or they've heard of it before right it's become a very common term in passing, if you're at a at a coffee shop, or if you're out somewhere, and the conversation turns to savings or money, a lot of times the term 401k will come up. I'm going to start this morning by teaching you a little bit about where the 401k came from, and let us work our way into the answer of that question. So- but I think it's
1: always, you know, while we're waiting on that to to allow us, I think it's always interesting. Um, now, even more so, um, our daughter has her first job, and and she just sent an email the other day, and she's going to be auto enrolled into her four hundred one k like next month, and and she's like, "What do I do?" I'm like, well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about your choices. Let's talk about your options. So, I think it is something we're all very very familiar with because we all have access to it. So,
2: yeah, and and so one of the things that people um, when they, when they start thinking about investing in a 401k, um, it's, it's usually because their employer offers it, right? I like to tell people this, uh, since there's a lot of people watching from a lot of different platforms, uh, financial planning is something that's specific to an individual. So I'm talking about concepts and generalities, not giving advice this morning, um, involve a professional, uh, if you have questions that can direct you in the right, um, in the right way. And then, commit to your plan and stick with it, right? The number one problem, we talked to somebody this morning on the phone, the number one problem with people's budgeting, saving and and getting to their retirement goals are um, discipline and lack thereof. So 401k is not a thing. Uh, it, It is a tax code. It is the way the IRS views a certain type of investment. And that's very important to understand. In 1978, Congress passed the Revenue Act and that included a provision that allowed Money to not be taxed until you used it down the road. This was actually designed because deferred compensation was a big thing for owners and managers and high executives and companies where they were getting deferred compensation, which means money they were going to get down the road, even years down the road, but they were having to pay income tax on it in the year they were credited that money, not in the year they spent it. So the IRS said, Oh, well, that makes sense. Let's tax it down the road. Uh, and why was that important? Well, Let's talk about that. In 1980, a guy that's known widely as the father of the 401k, as we know it, named Ted Benna, referred to Section 401k. And what his business was, was he would help businesses retain employees and he would help them to manage their costs and their expenses. So what he did is he read this and he said, what if we take this same thing that's designed for executives and we take it down all the way to the masses inside these companies and allow them to defer. A portion of their income and at the same time defer the taxes on that portion of their income. You guys see where we're coming from. Now, this is the 401k that we're aware of, right? Why do people mostly do a 401k to get started? Well, it's to retire down the road, but really they want to reduce their tax burden. CPAs love 401ks because their goal right now is to reduce your tax burden this year. So a lot of times CPAs will say, you got to max out your 401k, you got to do this, you got to do that. Let's talk about a little further into the development of a 401k. Anybody ever seen the federal government react quickly to something that wasn't like a a crisis where they had to do something quickly? In this case, I, I think that we see here the federal government saw Ted Benna's approach probably. I don't know specifically if they audited what he did or whatever else, and they said, wait a minute, this looks really good. So one year after Benna tried this in 1980, the IRS issued new rules for the 401k that allowed employees to fund them through payroll deductions. Ah, the 401k as we know it was born in 1981. Why was that a good time for a 401k? Well, another fact, within two years of the development of that, Almost half of the big companies that were off, were offering pensions were now switching over to 401ks or considering that. And we could talk about that at another time. But why was it a good idea or was it a good idea in 1980 for that investor to do that? Take a look at the tax rates in 1978. Look at this. I want you to see the, the top tax bracket in 1978 was 70%. of the income being made in the top income earners was going back in the form of income tax. Would it have made sense in 1978 for those people to defer that 70% tax in hopes of taking it out at a later time? I would say yes. Why? 10 years later, this is what the entire tax rate code looked like. From 1978 to 1988, Now the top tax bracket for married filing jointly was 28% instead of 70%. The reality of this is kind of scary though because between 1978 and 1988, it made sense to defer taxation. But if you think about it, every dollar that's gone into a 401k since 1988 has um, actually gone up or as you've been deferring lower taxation The tax rates have only gone up since this time. Um, And so what does that mean? Do we think taxes are going up from where we are right now, or do we think taxes are going down? Well, the concept of a 401k in general is that you defer taxes at a high tax bracket so that when you get to retirement, you can pull them out of a lower tax bracket. But I think if we have looked at and we studied what's going on in the global economy, we see that there's been a lot of money infused and we've got a lot of inflation that's going on. And so what people need to understand about a 401k is that tax rates are high when um, tax rates and debt are inverse from each other. That's kind of what I'm trying to get at with these two slides here. So this shows you the U.S. national debt was very, very high between 1945 and this time frame, right? And in the same time frame, the tax rates were very high as well because we have to source money to pay the national debts. And so we've been at a historically low tax rate and you can see it starting to climb back up. So um, national debt is growing incredibly rapidly at this point. From, from this chart, you can see that. So do we think if the debt's going up, the tax rate is gonna go up? Well, here's the other piece to this. Um, in the past, when the 401k was um, created, before that, we had a pension most of our employers would have offered us a pension where we work somewhere for 30 years and we retire and they give us a watch and they give us some lifetime income. And then we supported that with social security and our personal savings. But if you see the shift away from the pension and the question marks about social security, most of our money is in personal savings. And whose money is in a 401k? Most of it is ours. So there was an article that was written back in, uh, I think this is 2009, uh, about the, when is it time to retire the 401k? So we stayed along this path uh, to, to do this. What I wanted you to understand is that the 401k um, has a place. Uh, and and if, if you have an employer that's matching your 401k, and I mentioned this earlier in a, in a previous episode, uh, we have a little uh, strategy that we borrowed from somebody that, that did some presentations for us at one point in time, where we focus first on free money in our retirement planning, And then after the free money, we focus on tax-free money. And then after we maximize our tax-free planning, then we focus on taxable money. So if you guys have seen free money, do you know what free money is? I want it. Give it all to me, right? If somebody's just giving me money, give it to me. Free money is a match on a 401k. That's what we're talking about there. So if if you're investing in a 401k beyond your match, then that's something that we need to revisit or you need to take a look at. The free money is what they match. Beyond the match, there might be somewhere different to place that money. So free money, hit that 401k match, and then let's think about it. Tax-free money. What can we do from a tax-free perspective? There are a lot of different options out there. Um, A a Roth IRA is great. We use uh, life insurance products that have benefits uh, beyond what that is, where you can accumulate money and take it out tax free down the road if you do it the right way. Uh, Municipal bonds, things like that. Uh, Bond markets are kind of crazy and they don't normally outpace inflation. So, um, But there are many, many options in that tax free bubble that we can use when we sit down and take a look at it. And then taxable savings down the road are your traditional mutual funds, your traditional um, uh, savings accounts, anywhere where you're going to earn interest and get a 1099 at the end of the year for the interest that you've earned. So to 401k or not 401k is a really big question. Another thing that I like to talk to people about when it comes to a 401k is that majority of people now, especially kids that are coming out of college will change professions, not just jobs, but professions four to five times in their lifetime. I don't know why that is statistically, but it's factual, and the number one problem we have from that perspective is when people leave a job that has a 401k, sometimes, in that requires a move uh, to a different place, different location. Sometimes they've built up some debt, and they want to pay that off, and they say, well, I've only got $10,000 in my 401k, so I think I'll just pay the penalties and pay the taxes and then use that money to pay off my debt or to help me move. And what they do in that is they hit a reset button and they go all the way back to the to ground zero when it comes to planning for their retirement and building that up. So look at longevity of employment where you are and decide if you really want to get into that 401k or if you want to do something that we what we call is portable or that that the investor owns it, that they carry it with them from place to place. So Or if
1: you're an entrepreneur, you don't have access to a 401k. So, you know, we we say 401k because that's what most of us know, but we could be talking about a SEP, which is your self-employed plan, right? Or a simple IRA or or something like that. The conversation is the pre-tax money going in growing tax deferred but when you access it that's when you're actually going to pay your taxes which could be amazing and it could be horrible but i think the reality of all the questions that we're talking about now is do you think tax rates are going up or do you think that they're going that they're going to stay low or, or go further down um and i think the the answer is probably at least at this moment they're going up i doubt that they'll ever be any lower than we are now in our lifetime so does it make sense to defer taxes while they're low, to pay them when they're, when they're higher. Um, I ask people all the time, I say, if you have a million dollars in your 401k, how much money do you have? And they're like, a million dollars? I'm like, well, no. Right, you have a million dollars, but when you use it, that's going to determine how much money you actually have. Right, because mm-hmm. we think about money that we can spend. It's not what do I, what is my salary? It's like what is my paycheck, right? That's what your four hundred and one k is. Your salary versus your paycheck. What, what are you bringing home with that? Mm-hmm. Um, and the answer is, it depends. And nobody can predict that for you, and no one can tell you. So, I think it's important to understand. Your rules Mm -hmm. understand, you know all of those different pieces, and at least use it as a tool in your planning, not as your only plan. Um, And I think that's where a lot of times people make the mistake: is we don't know, we're we're not taught how money works, right? We learn because we make mistakes. We learn because we hit those walls and it becomes painful, or somebody tells us, or we listen to these crazy people on a podcast, or we watch a few TikToks, right? And and then we learn how money works. So we're just saying, use it as a tool. If you have match money, take it because that is free money. Um, But if you don't, then have somebody else jump in and say, hey, let's talk through these options. Let's talk through these strategies so we can make your money as powerful for you at retirement as you want it to be Um, and and just understand, right? The other piece that I think is important to understand about a 401k, and most people do, um, but some don't, is that. Obviously, you pay taxes when you pull your money out on the back end, um, but you also can't access it before you're 59 and a half without emergencies and a couple of different um, caveats. And if you do pull it before 59 and a half, you've got taxes and penalties. But you have to start accessing it by age 72. And if you don't access it at the rate the government says you have to access it by age 72, they're going to penalize you up to 50% of what you should have taken. So they have a lot of rules. Why? Because all that million dollars in your 401k. They need to be paid tax on it. Our budget, our world, right, is is predicated based on the taxes that we pay. How do we determine... You know, what portion, think about any business, right? You, you have all these expenses and income. The government is like that as well, right? So how many people are turning 72 every single year? What's the portion they have in 401ks? They know this, right? We all do our taxes or most of us do, right? What's the portion we have in our 401ks? What can we estimate the income from that group to be? So all of these different pieces are in place. I think it's just important, like I said, to know the rules of the game, to understand how it works and to make sure that you use money for you instead of someone else using it um, against you.
2: Yeah, we, um, uh, Ron, I see your hand. Uh, uh, Give me just one second. We use um, an an analogy to describe a 401k using a farmer and seed. Um, and this is really kind of wh- where I'll leave you with this is if if I'm a farmer and I know I've got to pay tax at some point in time and I just go, I go to the feed and seed store and I come back and we're getting ready to cast our seed on the fields, the fields are ready to go and, and the, the tax man pulls down the driveway and he says, okay, you got to make a choice right now. I need you to give me some of that seed now in the form of taxation. And you're like, no, it's my seed. I need it all. I want to grow my crop as big as I can. And he says, you have another option. I can come back when the harvest comes in and I can take my portion then. And you say, well, how much are you going to take when you come back? And he said, I don't know. I'll let you know when I come back. That's a 401k. We know what taxes are now. We don't know what they're going to be in the future and we have zero control of how we can take it out. The rules are very, very concrete. So Ronald, go ahead with your question. Yeah,
1: let's open it up for questions.
3: Yeah, um, I I heard um uh... I think you brought uh, a 72 here. Uh, is that a 72 you can actually pull the money without being taxed? Is that what I, I heard?
2: Yeah, so um, 72T is what you're referring to. And that's a. Um, like something- is that what
1: you're referring to, a rule of 72?
3: No, no, not rule of 72. It looks like you you mentioned when you're 72, you can take Oh, yeah, when, when you're, you're 72.
2: 72. Yeah, so, um, and you have to. That's what's called a required minimum distribution. And a lot of people hear about those as an RMD. Um, what that means is that when you reach age 72, the federal government says, based on how much money you have inside a qualified account, which is a 401k, 403b, IRA, okay. whatever, you sure, have to take out this much every year. That way they can get their taxes on that money.
1: It is any distribution from those accounts, regardless of when you take it, will be taxable.
2: Correct. But they force you to take it out at age 72 and on so that they can get Even the tax.
1: And I think that's it's where the, the problem comes in.
2: Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of depth. It's
3: crazy. Yeah. So 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 just like you said, you know, you don't get to be 72 anytime just like this. So what's the rule of taking the 401k and moving it to an IRA? I guess if you're changing company, which I've done probably two or three times already in my lifetime. Mm -hmm. Um, So once you move that money to an IRA, that's I think that's what's protected. And you don't get taxed when you make that move, correct?
2: You don't get taxed when you roll it over, as long as you don't take possession of the money, right? So if you move it from your 401k over into a new account, that's a qualified account like an IRA. And so there's a lot of different rules that we're touching on here, but that's correct. But it's still treated the same way from a tax perspective in an IRA. When
1: you use the income. When you
2: take the income down the road, you, you can't take it until 59 and a half without a penalty. You'll always pay tax at whatever the current income tax rate is for you. And you have to take it by age 72 or at least start taking it or they will penalize you for not taking it. So there's a lot of rules that the 401k is designed. And that's kind of what I was hitting on at the beginning when I said the IRS doesn't make changes quickly. The IRS saw their win when the 401k began became, became the most popular uh, investment tool they saw the future of income for the IRS because the way that that and it program was works. for
1: companies too it was cheaper right it was cheaper than than the pensions it was cheaper than the defined contributions it, it was sure. cheaper per employee so it was better all around and it's not a bad thing it just fits in certain situations and right now we use it as a blanket retirement piece and i i, I just think people should
2: it was never designed to be a singular retirement strategy. Uh, it was designed to be cheaper than a pension and allow companies to maintain or retain their employees. That's all it was designed for. Um, yeah. And we use it now across the board as our one and only strategy. We don't personally, but in the in the United States, it seems to be that way. Go ahead.
3: So for, so for an RRA, in order for it to be tax sheltered, what next move can you make
1: so there's no way so while it's inside the ira as that money is growing you're not paying taxes on it Mm -hmm. but when you pull that out and you put it in your bank account when you start using it as income you will pay taxes on it the only way not to pay tax well actually there is no way Mm -hmm. you could pull that money out of a traditional IRA and pay the taxes now because you know it's cheaper and then put it into a Roth because a Roth IRA is different where it's after tax dollars going in, growing tax deferred with complete tax-free access. But regardless, whether it's today or 25 years from now, the money in that 401k or that IRA or wherever the the, the lump sum, when you use it, you will be taxed on it, period. It's never been
2: taxed. There are ways to to minimize with a Roth conversion, let's say, where you are going to pay the taxes, but not have to pay the penalties. So you don't want to go into your IRA and take it out and then go try to establish a new account, you want to make sure you work with a professional to protect you from that kind of a tax liability. There will be tax in some form at some point on the money that you put into the 401k or if, if it's in a 403b qualified account. So, so
1: those, those are just the rules. What other questions do we have out there this morning? Any other questions?
2: All right. Well, I can tell you that we probably brought up a bunch of questions, right? And you guys are, you're spinning, you're thinking uh, about that. Um, And so if you have those, Uh, Our contact information is out there, so we're happy to talk to you about your specific situation. Um, I know that we've got some things on the calendar that as a daily huddle we're putting together, so we will be uh, spending a lot of time uh, outside of our normal podcast time uh, talking in in depth about these subjects. But uh, we're always happy to work one-on-one, too. So if somebody needs some consultation about their current situation, uh, reach out to us.
1: And I think it's also important to know if a four hundred and one k is the only way that you can invest, do it right. Absolutely. At least put something away. Um, but but anyway, I I think it's important. Like I said, know the rules of the game that you're playing. We're all playing the same money game. Um, understand how that works, and use it for your benefit instead of using it against you. Um, and and that's the that's the name of the game, right? knowledge will make you more powerful as long as you understand all of the moving pieces and, and moving parts um anything else you want to say about 401ks or anything before we wrap up for the day and um I see your question about how you can arrange that I will um in just a second I will see if I can respond to you with our our contact information um thank you yeah Anything
2: else you want to say? So I think that, um, like Kimberly said, it's most important that you do something uh, and save for retirement. We talked about discipline at the beginning of the podcast and that's one of the things that most people lack is the discipline and focus on their own financial success down the road. So um, the biggest problem that we have right now is uh, people are unaware and they're comfortable thinking that if they're, if I'm putting 3% into my 401k, I'll be fine. And the reality of it is 3% into your 401k, unless you're, you know, getting matched 100% on that, and you're, you know, 22 years old, you're probably going to need to do something different, you're probably going to need to add to that, do something a little bit different than that, but that's what we do, um, and, uh, and you knowing where you are is, is step number one, and so, uh, just ask your questions if you've got them, so, all right, guys, well, uh, without any further ado, I want to say thank you for your time. I hope that you guys got something valuable out of this that you can share with someone else. And uh, and we are, that's what we're here for is to, to bring value to you guys. Bye guys.
1: Thanks for joining.
0: At The Daily Huddle, we agree that the best way to kick off the day is to adhere to Patty Dabrowski's seven principles, for having a happy body, sexy skin, a laughing spirit, and a rewarding life. Give, give up your time, your full attention, and of your unique talents. Move, move your body to keep it feeling energized and alive. Eat mostly plants, plants are the purest fuel to help you reach your potential each day. Sleep, sleep is how the body repairs itself And readies us to give our very best each day. Stress less. According to John Perkins, stress is just a problem without a solution. Choose your solution and dismiss that stress. Laugh. Laugh out loud. From your belly to your chest and with your head tossed back. You will fire up your endorphins. And bring more energy to everyone around you. Love. Most of all, love with your words, your thoughts, and your actions. Power them with love and watch the way you experience life elevate to all it can be. We thank you for joining us on the Daily Huddle. We are a growing tribe of passionate professionals seeking to inspire a new generation of leaders. Go out and share your unique ability to impact the world. Until next time.